0: This is the Living Numbers Podcast.
1: The Living Numbers Podcast, and I am your host, Tony Rambles. Thank you for coming back to check out episode 34, part two with Gerald and Santana, the matchmakers, the lawyers, the super smart people. I loved our conversation and it is not over, but first I want to say thank you for coming back. Make sure you like, subscribe, download, follow me on Instagram at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. You can email the show at Tony Rambles, one Tony Rambles at gmail.com. And uh let's get back into episode 34. You know. And you can you can talk or you don't have to talk. You okay. can really I was in a room uh where this one person that I follow, she's a teacher, and I think she's in Philly. Cool. Uh and so she owns a school, and so she was talking about uh, They were talking about, like, uh, the Whoopi Goldberg thing that happened. Oh, okay. Okay?
0: If if you want to refresh this, like, what exactly happened, I I have a guess.
1: So, that is also one of the things I wanted to talk about. So, Whoopi Goldberg got suspended for two weeks from The View. That's our number there, two weeks from The View. And um, she got suspended because, and I'm paraphrasing here, the kind of essence of what she was trying to say was, is the Holocaust was not based on race because Jews are white and the Nazis are white. That's what she was saying. Mm
2: -hmm. The
1: Holocaust wasn't a a people issue. People do bad things to people, and we have to stop it because they uh, started banning uh, books in a school in a district Mm -hmm. in, I think it was Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were saying, like, how will people... No, if we continue to ban books like how our, our younger generations know about all of these issues how we're going to explain it to them we don't even have any more books because you banned all of them so she was just saying how this is an example of people being bad to people and she was like it wasn't it wasn't a race thing. it wasn't racist these people are white these people are white what are you talking about so that's where she got into the hot water and i think I I understood what she was saying based on the way that we look at race in America. black
2: people, especially.
1: Exactly. Especially as black people, because uh, racism is based on color. In the the United Mm -hmm. States. I can't really speak for everywhere, because obviously the Nazis' perception of race didn't really have anything to do with color. It was about their religious
2: uh, Mm. background. And eugenics they like that old like they were more i mean and, and even at one time in the united states they saw like people of irish and jewish descent as like different races like they didn't consider them like the quote unquote regular white folk
1: right so if we were to look at the definition for race it is a categorization of humans based on shared physical or social qualities into groups generally viewed as distinct within a given society so within that definition being jewish would constitute race right because it says or social qualities mm-hmm. right so yeah so
0: it's not just physical like the definition i'm yeah, looking exactly. at it says only physical it only says physical it just appears that her definition is slightly different right and includes the social in which case all it is is equivalent definitions yeah. Whoopi may narrow her definition to the physical Correct. so that there's no Biological physical distinction. There doesn't right. seem to be a physical distinction between Jews and Germans right. the way there is between white people and black people. There's a right. very noticeable physical difference. But you then...
1: Can, you can also look at if I'm from uh Nigeria mm-hmm. and I can be Jewish. Yeah. If you are white, you cannot be black. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think like I mean, I'm not defending Whoopi. I, I really have no,
2: no right. skin in this, this game,
1: so don't come at me, please. I'm not saying she was right or wrong. I'm just saying I understand the perspective that she was trying sure. to Sure,
0: and it really comes down to, again, definition. Some people, they're basically objecting to her perspective on what race, right. race is and what racism is. And they believe in the view and the people that they're advocating for believe racism is broad enough to include the distinction between Jews and the Nazi Germans. Right.
1: And that, so, was, that was the Nazi's really perception right. of what it was. Yeah. So that's that's really the only thing that matters. Sure. Because those were the people that were systemically mm-hmm. wiping these people out. Mm-hmm. So that's what they thought. So sure. that's, I think, technically yeah. what we have to go on.
2: I also think, you know, as we said, Whoopi be speaking from the perspective of a black person in America. Yes. And I also think, we're very far removed, um, or at least feel like we're far removed, but, you know, even in our lifetime, like 19, well, not our lifetime, but I say a parent's lifetime, 1960s, um, you know, we were just watching a documentary about Jackie Kennedy, and, you know, Mm -hmm. the announcer or the narrator in that documentary was saying her and her sister had uh, Irish and Jewish ancestry, I think, on both sides, and that in the high society back then, that, that was, kind of frowned upon like people would prefer people without irish or Jew- jewish um ancestry to marry right so e- even you know 1960s not that long ago and even in america 50, 50 years right they were still oh, 60,
1: more, more. 60 60, is close, 60.
0: It's 50 to 60 yeah, yeah, yeah
2: um so even in america just 50 60 years ago you know being jewish was still looked at as being distinctly different than right. being just white right so I think there is there there's a way to see it, I guess, from both
0: from both. Parts. Yeah, I think I think ultimately all it is is it, like let's stop quibbling over definitions of whose definition is right or wrong. Right. It's like people are arguing, what is racism? Racism is X and then somebody says, No, racism is Y. Well, all we have to do folks is come up with a different definition, come up with a different word to describe what you're talking about. If we right. say race is X then, racist X, and then whatever Y is, let's come up with a different word. Yeah. Religiousism or something like that. I'm just saying, right. like, if, if, if they don't like not it, everything like.
1: Everything is racism. Exactly. It's something
0: so, else. So just call it something else. And if anything, Whoopi was saying, that's not racism. It's this otherism. Yes. And this otherism is still a problem that needs to be fixed in society. Right. There you go. So let's not fight over no. words, man. Let's just pick a word for what you are describing. And, or if whoopi, if people are like, it does, like, I always think of make the word have the narrowest meaning possible. That's how communication is possible. If you're saying race not only includes this, it includes that, then you're broadening the definition. There's right. more included, and when there's more included, a word kind of the meaning is diluted. Right. It's reduced. So narrow the the meaning of the word as much as possible, and come up with a different word to describe right. what you're talking about. I don't know if I'm talking over people's heads. I'm kind of like a philosophy. I have a philosophy okay. minor. I'm a logician, so I like Let to me think. Help you. I like to think very narrowly, focused.
1: If we said that this is a guitar, these are what guitars look like, we can't now say that guitars also look like these, which yes. you're sitting in. It will go, Well man, I played a guitar, and they're like, Oh, you play one of these? How do you play this? You can't play that. You go, wait a second. That's a chair. Yes. We have a name for that already. It's not guitar, it's chairs. That's a right? Oh, okay, got you're it. Hitting. This is a guitar. That's a guitar. We call those guitars. This is a chair. Right. We call those chairs. You can't play a chair. You go, right. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You can, you can play guitar. Exactly.
0: So. And even when, even within guitars, there's a subset. There's like, there's acoustic. an acoustic and then there's a there's an electric. electric. There you go.
2: Well, I guess one thing I would say is I do feel like, you know, we know being a Jew is both a religion and a race. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they have kind of distinguished themselves even from the Bible times. Like we hear like Jew and Gentile, like Mm -hmm. we don't know exactly what they look like. Like we don't have pictures in the Bible. So I feel like they've always kind of distinguished themselves.
0: Yeah. I mean how
1: could
2: how
0: could Uh here we go? Oh we're about to go into (laughs) Hey
1: now my my question is
0: Yes. Are you afraid? I'll say I'll ask how can how can Jewish be a race Mm -hmm.
1: if you can be Black, white, Indian, Native American, and be a Jew.
2: It's twofold. So you can be Jew religion or Jew racially. So there are people who are Jewish racially who don't practice Judaism.
0: True. Like, there's, I think even the Bible talks about it. There are people who are descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. At at least nowadays, who they may biologically descend from them, but they may be atheists religiously or philosophically and then there are people who are not Abraham, Isaac and Jacob's physical descendants but they are proselytes or converts to the Jewish religion.
2: And to tie this whole thing back to matchmaking, there are special matchmakers for Jewish people like okay. that you know they want to stay within their race and especially I think for for the there's a bunch of different honestly sections of of Jewish culture but the overall thing that I understand from Jewish matchmakers is that the child's heritage goes based off of the mother. So you have a lot of successful Jewish men who want to marry a Jewish woman because they want their kids to be Jew, uh, both like racially and and religiously. So uh, that's a whole thing. So even to this day, we're we're seeing that they're not just identifying as, you know, regular white folk.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of information, so I guess tying it back to where we where this all started is when I was on Clubhouse, I was listening to this conversation. <laughs> we
2: just did the whole Clubhouse. I did not
1: say anything mm-hmm. because I'm just like, let me sit and learn because right. there's a ton of stuff out there. Like, no one can know everything. Mm-hmm. So there are times where you do have to just sit and be quiet and things that you think you know or mm-hmm. think you believe mm-hmm. – are going to be challenged, right? Mm-hmm. And so then you have to kind of always self-evaluate. Like, what is this that I believe? Why do I believe in it? Or what is this that I think that I know? It could just be information. Not, not everything mm-hmm. has to tie back to to beliefs. Uh, but you have to always continue to evaluate these mm-hmm. things. And and thus, uh, the person that you're going to, to be with or match made with, these are things that you always have to kind of Know and learn from yeah. and, and grow with, and I'm sure yeah. you all just being married for less than a year mm-hmm. uh, are understanding like things change, and sometimes they change really slow, and sometimes they change rapidly. Right. And so, I mean, wow, uh, another slow thing, last thing, and um, this also talks about about race mm-hmm. uh, since the. <laughs> Is also Black History Month. Um, mm-hmm. There's a re- there was recently a coach in the NFL who got fired, and many people believe that it is uh, stems from racist hiring and interviewing mm-hmm. practices by the NFL. Here's my number here. and This is really really good. Okay, the guy that got fired from the Miami Dolphins. His name is Brian Florey. His winning percentage is 49%. Okay. One game less than uh, half. I think he's 24 and 25. There's another coach who was in the Super Bowl this year, actually. His second Super Bowl. His winning percentage is 48%. This guy still has his job. His name is Kyle Shanahan. Now, the thing that is difficult about this is when... Minority coaches, usually mostly black, have um, a losing record, right? For maybe one year, they don't get the same chance as their white brethren. Mm, mm. And so, as lawyers, ah, okay. Nothing
2: we say here is legal advice.
1: (laughs) Not at all. I just want to know your... uh, perspective because like i don't i don't know like Mm -hmm. litigation and arbitration like these words they go over my head yeah because i don't you know i don't know them i don't practice them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so uh if somebody was to go into litigation for something like this like what are some things that they would have to like look into what would you have to be sure of of
2: yeah
0: so uh, my baby you could chime in anytime but i think When it comes to litigation, I mean, it's a very costly enterprise. And when you're talking about football coaches in the NFL, mm. we're talking about millions of dollars in litigation fees. Whether your lawyer charges about an hour or charges a lump sum, like whatever you recover. Like the, the, the coach is suing to make maybe a, a monetary recovery.
1: It's a class action.
0: Okay, fair enough. So they're looking to recover monetary damages for their pain, suffering, losses, et cetera, et cetera. And then the lawyer gets a cut of that. That's the contingency fee-based type of uh, practice. Mm-hmm. Either way, what, what happens, I mean, you file a lawsuit and then, uh, and I might be accelerating the process, but you go into what's known as discovery, mm-hmm. where you're trying to discover information from the parties. What? Like, I want these documents. I want these videotapes. I want to know X, Y, Z, what happened, the minutes of this meeting. I want all the dirty details. I want nothing hidden from me. The only things that can be withheld are what's known as attorney attorney work product or what's the other thing, babe? Attorney work product or like privilege? Yeah, privilege confidential. Like confidential communications between a lawyer and the client. Those are those are prohibited from discovery unless the other party can show like they ha- there's information the there. Why
1: it need, why they stupid. they
0: absolutely cannot get it anywhere else. Right. So we need that. Like you have to. It's really hard to justify. There's a very high standard to to prove that. So attorney work product and confidential pri- privilege between client and attorney. Right, privacy.
2: Yeah, and I think just broadly, you know, this is me also trying to remember things from law school. So yeah. From what I remember, um, and just from from working, I think under the Civil Rights Act. And just in that area of law, you have facial discrimination and then a a discrimination that's not discriminatory on its face, right? Like there used to be, you know, the Jim Crow laws where it's like you cannot go to law school if you are black. Like that's just facially discriminatory. Like on its face, it's, you know, racist. With nothing else
1: being said, this by itself is totally
2: Yeah, but then another standard is to look at the, the disproportionate impact. Yeah. Um, and so that's like, okay, we have this policy, and it may seem neutral, like, oh, it doesn't say black people can't do it. So mm. we kind of see that with the literacy test to allow you to read. So a disproportionate number of a protected group are not passing this facially neutral test, right? And then that's going to trigger that investigation, Yeah, Trigger that lawsuit.
0: It could still be it could still be considered discriminatory, even if it's not so obviously
1: yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Right. So it doesn't flat out say it, but it's kind of just an underlying thing
0: that affects the same group of people as if it were facial, like as if it were the obvious, like we don't like this group of people, protect the group of people. And so we're going to make up a law that doesn't directly target them. It indirectly targets them. So even that's still discriminatory. But then there's a third class where it may just happen to, but you could show that it impacts other protected classes mm-hmm. or it doesn't exclusively impact this class in a very like in a like whether directly or indirectly you could still show that even though it happens to like there's a, there's a way to craft the argument to say it's right. not discriminatory and, so it's like and
2: then there's like another level yeah. so even if you show those numbers like you know i'm just putting it out there if i were to be the attorney for this guy suing the nfl one of the things i would look into our historical statistics. How you know many me. how many black coaches were there? How many of them didn't meet this, you know, standard. Criteria, yeah. Um mm-hmm. and even if you prove that, even if you have hard facts and data, the other side still gets a chance to explain it. If they mm-hmm. have a good reason as to why and it's not racially motivated, then it could still be okay.
0: Right. Like when I think about uh black head coaches, I, I don't know I only know of one other one. What's the name of the coach of the He might still be the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. So I I could be, I'm pretty sure he hasn't always had a winning record. He's been the coach of the
1: Pittsburgh Steelers. He's never had a losing record.
0: Oh, what? Okay. Forgive me. Uh, Hey, shout out to Mike
1: Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Come on.
0: My my father-in-law is a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way. yeah, Never had a losing record. Okay, thank you for correcting me, Tony. See, I that's how I, I I really was caught, like asked like is he has he had a losing record? I thought he
1: did, but I was wrong. But the thing is, okay, and you, you bring up Mike Tomlin, and it's a great point. Mm-hmm. He is He is put in a situation with one of the most stable organizations in all of professional sports. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this and, and the Rooney's are one of the one of the more upstanding Mm-hmm. organizations like obviously they give black people minorities uh, chances you know they they're not one of the places that you have to worry about but also you have to look at he was given an opportunity and he was given um you know in, in the nfl you need the quarterback to succeed mm-hmm. right and so sometimes you go well i never had a quarterback you've never given me an opportunity to succeed like all right. of these great coaches they've had a, a player At a very pivotal position That's like saying You got to run this company And it has to be profitable But you don't get a You don't get a CEO You cannot hire a CEO Right Or you know what You can hire one But he's got to be a bum He's a bum And so What is the Likelihood That that company Is going to be successful Without having You know This very very Prominent important person Hmm. And having a good one Right And so a lot of times Where you go Well this guy He got a chance. He got five years to find his good CEO. I got two. And then that guy got fired. He got another job the next year. I got two years, got fired, and never got another job. Yeah. So they get a longer leash and they get another opportunity after they have messed up or gotten fired or didn't meet the standard. And that's the problem that minority coaches are facing specifically in the NFL because it's like, well, okay, yeah, like, all right. I didn't meet the criteria, right? Well, I I at least deserve another shot. Right? This guy is a bum head coach. It's his third shot at, at, you know, his third his third bite at the apple. So, you know, how do you Right?
0: My question is they're comparing it to Kyle Shanahan. Was he coach of which team? It also Kyle good.
1: Shanahan is the coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Oh,
0: and so he's had he's also had a losing record.
1: Yeah. But he- he, I think he had a good season and then a bad season and then a good season. Gotcha. So, and then Ryan Flores kind of had like three okay seasons, but he never had as good a team as Kyle Shanahan.
0: Mm, like the, 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 the pieces of the puzzle. Weren't really what it took to make a, an appearance in like they, the playoffs.
1: The the owner for the uh, Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. was saying that I will pay you extra if you lose. We want to lose. Who who pay pay who? The coach. Oh, he said take longer vacations, don't work as hard, do what you can to make sure we lose so we can get a higher draft pick. Mm. Right. So you yes. as an owner, you're undermining. What the coach is trying to do, which is win every single game.
0: So hold on, see, now even I'm confused. So who? So he's suing the NFL. What does the NFL have to do with with the like the coach? The, the coach is fired by the organization, not the NFL. So even right. me, I'm like, so why is he suing the NFL? Forgive me, if I'm just missing the point.
1: Because the same, the owners have these hiring practices mm-hmm. so that give more opportunities to white people mm-hmm. and not black people. Mm-hmm. That is the problem. There's only one black head coach, and that's Mike Mm-hmm. There are no other black head coaches in the league that's 70% black.
0: You're right.
1: So offensive coordinators are not going – those jobs are not going to black guys. Quarterback coaches, those jobs are not going to black guys. And these are the two positions that directly lead to being an NFL head coach.
0: hmm I see. So
1: it's like y'all said, it's kind of undermining from the inside, not saying that, oh, we we're not saying no one can get these jobs. We're not saying black people can't be quarterback coaches, but we're not going to hire any black guys to be quarterback
0: coaches. Sure, and That's I guess so. Here, so it's it's definitely a problem. But now that analyzing it legally, what can the NFL do if it's like a, it's basically a bunch of organ, organization organizational heads like these um, the owners. the team owners come together, they decide. It's like do you sue the team owners' organize Like is, is there how like do you a, fix it? Yeah, because how how, how does, can the NFL enact a rule saying you have to blah 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 do this? Like to me, it seems like you deal with each organization s- s- separately. But like, okay, so the the owners have their hiring practices, but each owner has to pick their own hiring practices.
1: Here you don't have to follow suit. Herein lies the problem, right? Okay, because you go, you can't tell me who to hire. It's is my organization. If right. I want to hire Gerald Santana, you can't tell me that I can't do that.
0: Right. So then, why are you suing the NFL when the, co- the the organizations will push back? Like, why are you dictating to us who we must hire? I'm not against hiring black coaches. I just I have certain standards. You haven't
1: found one that I like.
0: Exactly. Hey. Like you have to be able to like for for Flores and his his legal team, they have to show that this coach just because the numbers show that black coaches don't end up being offensive coordinators quarterbacks coaches and head coaches doesn't mean that racism is involved that's the whole you have to be able to show that you have to be able to prove it. exactly which is very challenging to do
2: yeah i think um yeah that's the other part of it like i said even if you were to bring these facts and historical data to show oh you see like this disproportionately affects people of color well, the other side also, the court basically is balancing. This is like that gray area of civil rights where it's not as black and white as you think. It's really a balancing test. We have to balance between not racially discrimin- not discriminating racially against people, but also not placing undue burden on people because, you know, it's a quote-unquote free country. People should be able to do what they want. And to be honest, sometimes some of those cases, from my opinion, can be hard to prove unless you have yes. a smoking gun. Like an email that literally says, don't hire that guy or we want that we guy to people because around here black. And how often are people sending emails like that? Right. You know, like I, I
0: think there's a coach, the, the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders who was fired. John Gruden. John talked Gruden. Talked like him. they got an email on him talking about somebody with big lips, making fun of somebody with big lips or something like that. Now you could tell that's clear evidence that there's some... Something like That's somebody mocking one. black people, right? Even then, you yeah. try to
2: explain it—that Like is so anybody funny. can
0: have big lips. What do you mean? Yeah, something like that. Racial, but then, was... and then I think as a podcaster who was exposed is throwing around the N word in his podcast, and he was oh. white. And that one, he was like, "He's just playing why? Why say the N word when I can just say,
1: ah, uh, come on, guy?
0: Right? But Good then he, he ended up having to apologize because he was costing Spotify. um, access to certain uh, musicians. Like, certain musicians quit Spotify because Spotify featured his podcast. Right. So, I forget his name, but either way... Right? Wait a
1: second. Was that Joe Rogan? Yeah, Joe Rogan. It That's was that. him?
0: Yeah, it was him. <laughs> so, yeah. uh So, there's overtly racist stuff like that, but then there's the kind of subtle, not directly seems racist, but may not be
2: and it's really hard sometimes to mm-hmm. prove to, like, a legal standard, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, that's part of why we continue to do this, right? People think after, you know, the cases of the civil rights era, you know, 1960s, those landmark cases, Brown versus Board of Education, people think it's over, you know? We got this ruling, right. but we're constantly redefining things and constantly redefining what racism looks looks like as the world changes and as circumstances change
0: yeah at some point I, I think and this is kind of a, a challenge I present to people I think at some point we just have to take ownership the, the world is going to discriminate but at what point and I'm just going to be blank at what point will we no longer be the victim and just go out and get it.
2: You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Like, I just, at the end of the day, I think if one group of people don't give me the outcome in my in my situation that I want, I just go and get it. Like, I, I look at my last job and I saw people making moves, um, getting into, like, management positions that I was interested in. And I was pursuing those same opportunities. They were extremely hard to come by. Like I was trying to talk to different managers, say, hey, give me a shot. I don't think about doing this or that. I was putting in good work. I was putting in the time. Those opportunities didn't come. So what I do? I went to law school. I went to business school. I got me a couple more degrees and now I'm a lawyer. Like I made the switch. I didn't say, you know, it looked like people of other ethnic groups were getting into those spot, right. spaces and those places. I mean, I'd go out there and like, in a way set myself back. Like I'm taking up so much of my time taking these people to court or going into arbitration, this or that, when I could just go and put my energy into getting the outcome that I want and just doing it. So I'm like, I'm a big advocate for, I have nothing, I'm not opposed to pushing for change and civil rights and stuff like that. Things need to happen. Things need to change. I'm just more of a stronger proponent of if you don't get it where you're currently looking, keep moving. You're going to get it somewhere. And at least I think generally in society, generally speaking, um, you can still get the outcomes. Now, there's the part about certain people, like people in the black community, not everybody in the black community has access right? Because I actually am an immigrant. I'm not like a native.
2: I'm not a native person. Like
0: I have, I'm an immigrant. So I kind of came into, like, I would say coming to America was kind of a downgrade for us because my parents were business owners in Kenya. We were in the upper middle class. We were doing well, but still we came here because opportunities were better for the kids, us, me and my siblings. And so my parents took some lumps, but overall, like I can't say I grew up like in very difficult or dire conditions. Mm. But um yeah. But maybe my wife wants to speak to that.
2: Yeah, I think that I totally respect where you're coming from. I think, you know, at some point we we can't allow these things that we're seeing to mentally cripple us from still pursuing our dreams, right? Regardless if racism is a thing, regardless if there's this proverbial glass ceiling, we still have to reach above the glass. And you know, like my husband said, For him, from his perspective, coming to this country, having been in a country that was majority black, seeing your parents being successful, I'm sure that is a great deal and a great helper to you being able to think that way. But I think although the physical chains are gone from us, many African Americans, we still have the mental chains of slavery. You know, it's hard for us to even envision that because our parents didn't, you know, own businesses or aren't, Mm -hmm. you know highly educated and things of that nature and so even you know that's why we say representation matters seeing people that look like you in certain positions is so impactful right like you were only on the continent for the first six years of your life and I could see just the difference it made I'm sure for you it was never a question like are you going to college are you going to get married these are things that you look at as a birthright like of course like you would be offended if someone asked you something like that but I think a lot of us sometimes were we allow these things that are going on around us, and I don't say allow in a way to, to justify or to minimize it, um, to, again, mentally cripple us or, or to put those mental chains on us and and really limit ourselves to what we can do. So it is scary, and it, it can be very intimidating, but I definitely support what you said. Like, just still go for it, because you never know what can happen, even though it's
0: hard. And I, I want to add that... I came, I, I may not have the background most people look at as, oh, how can you speak for me when there are just barriers to, for me to get the outcomes that I want in life? Mm-hmm. My wife is an example of somebody who grew up in rough, had a rough upbringing and didn't grow up with everything. She, other people had access to like even to some extent, like what I had, but she still came out. Strong, she still right. came out on top, she still went to undergrad, she still went to law school and yeah. and she 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 achieved because there were certain people who, in a way didn't think that she could do what she did, but she ended up pulling it off, and on top of it like she she has the accolades and successes in her life, not <laughs> having the fortunes that other people had. And so she's an example of somebody who has overcome. And I admire her for
1: that. I think now, I feel like access is very different than what Mm -hmm. we grew up with. Mm -hmm. And I say that from a person that's 32, let alone somebody that's in their 40s or in their 50s. Kids now have access to so much more Mm -hmm. than we ever had access to growing up. I mean, the internet was a a, a thing and then it became more and more prevalent until now you have access to information anywhere, anytime, anywhere, anytime. So personally, I feel like that is an excuse Mm -hmm. you can't use that as an excuse anymore
0: i think it's it's, there's the information gap but there's also the wealth gap but but i'm not talking about money because
1: there there's money out there for people to go to college especially people of color there is money out there especially if you come from impoverished places Mm -hmm. okay so scholarships and grants and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. right so the money is there now are you going to because you can do a very quick Google search. Scholarships for black people. Yeah. Jobs for black... Yeah. We don't even have to say it about a job because there are people who are not black that are poor. Better jobs. Google search. And then you'll get tons sure. and tons of websites to go to. Videos to watch. Oh, jobs that are 100000 $100,000 a year. So like... I don't feel like it was that easy Mm -hmm. when I was in, you know, when I was 18 or in high school or middle school or anything like that, but kids growing up now have access to so much more information Mm -hmm. right at their fingertips. And i say this, if you uh, can make a TikTok video or a YouTube channel or any of that other garbage on social, not garbage, Mm -hmm. any of that other stuff on social media then you can find a way to go out and do the things that you want to do. Now, are there going to be barriers? Absolutely. There are barriers for everyone. Is there going to be maybe some racism that you have to go through? Sure. Is there going to be some prejudice as a woman, okay? As a black man, okay? Of course there are. But the access to that information and how to get around that information or get around those barriers, or over or through those barriers, all of those things are accessible. You have people with dedicated YouTube pages to this kind of stuff that go, well, this is what I went through. Mm-hmm. Podcasts, yeah. ebooks. there's tons of stuff out there. So if you say, well, I just don't know how, you're just not trying. Yeah. In my humble opinion. I don't think that is an excuse anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think the
2: way, I think kind of what you're saying, pa- passing down this information and telling the youth what lies ahead is a big part of it because I think for me, being around people and learning things, and even my parents, I'm the first generation college graduate, but they were very honest with me. They said it's hard. Like, they felt stuck. They didn't necessarily have careers, they felt like. They had jobs, and I saw mm-hmm. how that was. Like, their job security. How old are your parents? Um, they are 60. So, you know, they were limited in the types of jobs they can do. Sometimes the positions that they had for as old as they were and as long as they were working there They were still kind of treated like they're being micromanaged Yeah, and I just kind of saw the stress from work coupled with just the the lack of pay and so for me It was just being around people who saw the world in a different way and who saw education as a portal to a different way of life and so I think sometimes people underestimate college or we hear oh, it's just a degree or Oh, college is this, college is that. And I'm not saying college is for everyone, right? There are great business owners, trade schools, all this stuff. But I say just do your research. Figure out what kind of life you want and figure out the steps you need to take to make it. Because you can start today and look at it. I used to hear a bunch of people when I was interested in going to law school. Oh, it's going to take so long. Oh, you have to go another three years after this four years. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Seven years from now, you can be an attorney or seven years from now, you can still be complaining at your job.
1: Dang, drop the gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true, and I mean, it's. Think about the Great Resignation that just happened over the past since COVID happened, yeah. and people started working remotely. People said, "You know what? I don't like what I'm doing right now. I am going to change it. I'm going to make a conscious decision to do something else." Yeah. Now, that might be going into business for yourself. That might be finding a different job or a different company, but that is available and accessible. And all you have to do is look, because all of that stuff is at our fingertips these days. Like it is, it's not easy, Mm -hmm. but it's accessible. That is the word that I'm going to continue to use. And, you know, you just have to make the decision and put in the work. You can't just decide to go to law school and not actually do the work. That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So. And
2: definitely thinking out those decisions. Anyone, especially young people who are considering whether or not they want to go to college, I'm not telling you college is the only route. Make sure you know what you want to do. I know a lot of people who went to college, did a major, and then realized that they didn't properly vet their program. They didn't properly think out what they really wanted to do with it. Mm -hmm. So don't just give these big schools your money. Really think about what you're doing.
0: Mm -hmm. And this also applies to parents. Like, don't pressure your kids. You have to get a degree only to find that they're not really inspired to use it. Right. And then you put them in a situation, unless you pay for it outright, you put them in debt. And then they have to carry that baggage the rest of their lives. So, like, yeah, if, 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 if school isn't, if college isn't a good fit, go to a trade school. Like, you have to live on, you have to figure out a way to be independent and make your own living. Like, you can't live off of me, your parent, the rest of our lives. You have to go out and do your thing. Yep. And so, whether that's college or a trade school, figure out what you want to do, and 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 get it done. Like I'm not gonna look down on you because you didn't get uh, uh, get get all the way to graduate school.
1: Yeah. And so we uh, actually, I started this podcast because of the uh, unique class that we that we went through mm-hmm. at church, and it really was like I already know that I'm a teacher. It's just who I am. This is what I do.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, and so, going through that, that 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 training, that class, it helps you to really narrow down uh, what it is that you're good at, and the things that the things that you do yeah. that are that are natural for you. And so, as you start to figure those things out, then you can really start to hone in. Okay, how can I take this, mm-hmm. who I am, my gift, and now where does that align as far as like? me trying to find an occupation, trying to find a career. And so obviously I am a teacher, I'm a coach, and I do this and all of these things are allowing me to use my, my giftedness. So all the setting up and all that stuff, that part stinks, but when we get on here and we just talk and I'm able to share ideas and I'm able to help people to understand things and have these kinds of conversations, then I'm totally, you know, I'm in my element. And so, one day, when the podcast jumps off, you know, somebody's listening to episode, what is it, 34? Episode 34? Mm-hmm. They'll be able to go, man, like, even back then, like, this was just who he was. And he just used that, and he just grew with it. Right. And hopefully, people are talking about him like that. Yeah. So, I think that's, I think that's a show.
2: That was it so yeah. yeah. beautiful. <laughs> the Living Numbers Podcast.
1: The Living Numbers Podcast found everywhere you listen to podcasts. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, everywhere. Okay, make sure you rate, review, five stars. Uh, what else am I missing? Oh, go follow me on Instagram at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. And you can email the show, one Tony Rambles at gmail.com. Y'all want to plug some social medias?
2: Look us up, Santana Kimani, Gerald Kimani, Stellar, Stellar Matchmaking. There we go, yeah. Stellar Matchmaker.
0: For real, for real, for real. We're here to help you find love.
1: Is that where
2: the Check out, out our website Yeah we'll send you an infographic you can
1: put on the screen Excellent and That's a wrap This has been the Living Numbers Podcast Signing off <laughs> We shall see you all in the next
2: minute <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the Because the puns aren't being I know Hopefully it funny. doesn't look weird <laughs> uh, It is what it is you know What <laughs> uh,